today on the Tearsheet Podcast. This idea formed of how do we automate the process of our clients being able to align their capital with their values, or I like to say heart. Um, and, and that came about through seeing the plethora of data that is available these days and only growing. And um, I had gone through the process through working with uh, my foundation of having a relatively difficult time aligning our investments with the pillars that uh, hold up our, our foundation values. And so I saw that we could automate this for, for all of our clients, and I saw a real hunger for that in the world. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller, Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Will Petterfee and Eddie Sofer of Interactive Brokers. Will, son of Interactive Brokers founder, is a new board member of the online brokerage and its ESG ambassador. Interactive Brokers recently rolled out a portfolio scorecard that grades equity portfolios along several dimensions, including reducing emissions and human rights. The pair join us on the podcast to discuss the new initiative and what customers are asking for when it comes to investing responsibly. We also talk about where this environmental, social, and governance initiative is headed from a product perspective and across the industry. Uh, my name is Will Petterfee, and currently I am the ESG Director at Interactive Brokers. Um, I work in philanthropy as well and uh, you know, a lot of other kind of financial um, avenues, all pointing in the direction of moving away from an extractive-based economy to one that is more based in life, growth, and gift. Um, so I would say in a, in a snapshot, that is my focus. Got it. And Eddie, can you introduce yourself? What do you do? Certainly. My name is Eddie Sofer, and I also work at Interactive Brokers. I am the ESG manager, working very closely with Will. Um, and I joined about a year ago, very passionate about ESG and helping the firm to move into that direction. Amazing. And so so let's start first with you, Will. Um, what, I guess, what was the impetus in the company? Maybe the story behind the scenes about Interactive Brokers moving into ESG? Like, what's the story there? Yeah, um, I think it's a pretty good story. So my, my father founded the company way back when. Um, and I, growing up as his son, always have been very uh, environmentally motivated. I'm 31 years old, so I kind of was seeing the real-time destruction of our planet. Um, and through... Through growing up with him as a father, I was always immersed in, uh, in finance and uh, mainly mainstream public finance. Um, through that, I ended up working uh, at some hedge funds uh, in Manhattan. That was a chapter of my life. And I actually left there extremely disheartened. Uh, you know, I, I saw decisions being made that impacted the globe and whole communities that only were focusing on uh, just financial profit and none of the other impacts. Um, and so from that, I had, you know, I've always kind of been somewhat of a big picture thinker and, and looking at the world as a whole and seeing that these certain externalities that I was taught about in, in economics are, uh, you know, really unacceptable. Those are the things in the world that are getting treated very poorly and that we're seeing go away very quickly, community, like really common, the community resources of the air, the earth, um, and the planet, and, and seeing that those externalities really were responsible behavior, you know, that takes more work to be a good 
citizen to take care of your community and to take care of the planet. And currently, as financial incentives are the main motivator behind a lot of human activity, uh, that, that activity needs to be accounted for and rewarded in the marketplace. Um, and so kind of moving in, moving into the company to see if I wanted to join or not, I really wanted to make sure that I was joining for the right reason. And this was about the time ESG had been around for a few years, but I kind of saw it as, as a baby step, like it wasn't really going to be what we needed. Um, but I saw that the data points that it was utilizing and how much data is growing um, gave gave the idea to be able to automate this process of investing aligned with values, which I had gone through um, when we were in the process of setting up our, our foundation. Uh, we had to invest all of that money, and we really didn't want to be investing in companies that would be contributing to the very problems we were trying to solve uh, you know, through the grants of the foundation. And so that was a lengthy process, and then I saw all of this data and realized, you know, we could automate this for, for people. And I saw a real hunger for people to want to be empowered in their finance um, and to make impact with their dollars. And so that was the idea, and we wanted to bring it to the people. Yeah, it's, it's great timing. Also, we just ran a story today, actually, about, um, about millennials and, and, and younger demographics, like really asking their financial institutions to step up and, and take more responsibility about their, their behavior. Um, yeah. so, so, so you join and you bring this sort of ethos in, into Interactive Broker. Um, where did you start? At ID. Yeah. Like what, so you brought that ethos in, there's this new fresh energy, you're focused on this. Like what, what, what is, what is, what does your work look like from the beginning? Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I joined my, my initial, um, joining was really just on the board. And um, it, was, it was kind of comical in the, <laughs> the way that the whole thing came up in, in that uh, fateful board meeting. But I had, um, you know, I really had those two statistics of, uh, you know, something along the lines of $60 trillion transferring to millennial and younger generations over the coming years. And, you know, those younger generations being at least four times more likely to uh, pay more for a eco-friendly product rather than less for a mass-produced product. Um, so that kind of, you know, got, got everybody really jazzed on ESG. And so then when I came in, it was really, it was, I was looking at it as um, a one-two punch, one being internal, so, you know, really mm -hmm. getting our company aligned with the values that are behind ESG, um, sustainable, you know, sustainability, ch changing to sustainable kitchen products and getting rid of all of the plastic, things of that nature. Um, and then, you know, on this, we kind of did E, S, and G systematically. S, um, you know, really resourcing our employees to give back to the community. Um, and, and then G being switching our, our governance. Um, so we've, we've had a great amount of success. In, in a relatively short time, I would say. Um, Eddie, do you want to speak to some of the, the social aspects that we have uh, enacted over the past year? Sure, certainly. So to Will's point, uh, Zach, one of the things we wanted to do is make sure that the elements were incorporated into the, the overall culture. Mm -hmm. So on the S side, we're focusing a lot in increasing diversity and inclusion within the firm. 
we have specific uh, programs that will help to increase uh, the number of females uh, at all levels. Uh, we're also looking to um, engage more on a global basis, sort of create more connections between employees. We, we recently launched an employee magazine that now everybody's able to look at and to get to know their, their colleagues because we are a large company. We have presence in quite a number of markets. We also recently approved a, a matching gift policy. We're looking to introduce community uh, relations and volunteer policies as well. And uh, one of the things that Will mentioned about giving back to communities is earlier this year, Zach, you must have, you probably saw in the press, we donated $5 million in the United States for COVID related um, causes, both for research and to help those that needed it the most. So we expect to continue those sort of things in the future. So that's, it's been an, a very exciting uh, journey so far. Go ahead. Amazing. So, so that's yeah. the internal activity. And then in, in October, you guys launched a, uh, an outward facing um, function. So can, can Will, can you address um, th that new product launch? Exactly, so that, that's the two punch I referenced. Um, and and that's, that's the part that I'm, I'm very, very excited about is, is what we can give to the world to uh, allow more alignment with, with heart and capital. Um, and so this, this idea formed of how do we automate the process of our clients being able to align their capital with their values, or I like to say heart. Um, and, and that came about through seeing the plethora of data that is available these days and only growing. And um, I had gone through the process through working with uh, my foundation of having a relatively difficult time aligning our investments with the pillars that uh, – hold up our, our foundation values. And so I saw that we could automate this for, for all of our clients, and I saw a real hunger for that in the world, and, um, and I saw a real possibility of ability to do that. So if I may, I can talk about a little bit about how the tool functions. Yep, let's go. Beautiful. Um, so we, you know, this, this tool exists on, on all of our platforms currently, our trader workstation, our uh, client portal, and our mobile app. And um, so when you log on to the tool for the first time, you'll be prompted with, with a values-oriented survey. And so we came up with 13 customized values uh, criteria that we think speak to um, the comprehensive set of values that one, one would want to pay attention to when impacting business and the planet. Um, things from pure water to sustainable product life cycle to transparency within the company to LGBTQ inclusion. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm not going to say all of them, but they're like that, and there's 13 of them. Um, so you'll go through and you'll answer those on a sliding scale of how much, how much they're important to you. So mm -hmm. from I don't at all to this is the most important thing to me, I don't want to be involved with any company that, you know, impacts one of these in a negative way. Actually, the opposite, I only want to be involved in companies that are impacting this in a positive way. Um, and so once you put those in, you'll then be prompted to see, do you want to do you want to exclude any practices? So kind of this was the, the tactic that's been going for some time of just kind of an exclusionary tactic of avoiding certain practices. So you'll be able to do that as well. Um, 
And once you finish that process, you know, this is if, if you already have a portfolio with us, you'll eventually you'll instantly be able to see your portfolio through this this values lens we've created. Um, so it is pretty much a letter grade in the center of we call it the impact lens, but it's a letter grade in the in the center of a circle, and the ring around that circle is segmented proportionally based on your positions in your portfolio. So the letter grade in the middle corresponds to overall how aligned is your portfolio with your values. Um, each section in the ring surrounding the letter grade corresponds to a specific position in your portfolio, and it's color-coded. So, you know, any, it's color-coded from red to green, and there's yellow in the middle. If it's red, that's showing you, you know, uh, you're misaligned. You know, there, you really care about pure water, for example, or clean oceans, and this company is known for dumping excessive amounts of pollution and plastics into the oceans. So that'll show up as red. You'll then be able to hover over that red segment. It'll show you which company that is, and then it'll also show you other companies that you're going to be able to instantly swap for, so that are in a similar market cap and a similar industry, but are much more aligned with your values. So you can overall improve your, your values score while instantly aligning your capital with your heart or values. That's great. And I'm curious, I know it's just, it's been a short time since you launched, what, what customer feedback has been? I think it's relatively positive. I think maybe, Eddie, you may have more eyes on that. I've seen Ooh. some um, the industry respond really positively to it, but uh, I have less knowledge of specific uh, customer feedback. Um, yeah. Do you have any on that, Eddie? Happy to. Um, I think it's been, uh, it's been overall very good, Zach. Uh, I think there's an appetite for it in the, in the marketplace. We are seeing sort of positive responses. Um, people are interested in, in looking more into it and, and sort of seeing more things um, that we can add into it, which I think is a, is a very good sign. We're also seeing quite a, a number of inquiries and responses coming for the European markets. As you know, Zach, um, in ESG is quite prevalent in, the, in Europe, much more so than in the US. Uh, so there is quite a, quite a bit of interest in that particular market too. As you know, the, the dashboard was launched and it's global for all our clients. So overall, it's been that, good. That's great. I'm, I'm wondering what you guys both think about um, is ESG becoming kind of table stakes within the investment industry? What was the word that you used? Table stakes. Is it, is it just kind of like expected that like different firms will have this as an offering now? Yeah. I mean, I really see it. And then that's one of the impetus for the creation of this product and also us as a company really prioritizing this. Um, I see in the coming years that, Every single company will have uh, will have to have a decent ESG score, um, and that's a really positive thing that I'm seeing uh, in the collective right now. Is that young folks, particularly, but folks just overall, are a lot more aware of and prioritizing responsible behavior um, as we are in this, you know, unprecedented time in the world, seeing that we are going through this transitional phase. Um, you know, I really see that this is, this is an important area uh, to help us kind of get to a future that, you know, every, that wealth is created at the same time as wellness for the planet and the people, that all of these things um, can be collectively working together. 
Um, and I think that really comes down to prioritizing the planet. Um, and, and so, yeah, I see it becoming unanimous in the future. And, yeah, and just to quickly add to, to Will, um, I do feel that this is a, a force that's coming from the millennial and Gen Z generation, and it's pushing upstream. You're already seeing it in quite a number of, of financial firms where they're starting to offer this. So it, it's something that asset managers are starting to take a look at, broker dealers, even banks, outside of just solutions, the lending product as it relates to sort of having ESG parameters and underwriting standards is becoming so important. And another factor that's also going to introduce is the regulatory environment that is much more prevalent in Europe, but also coming to the US. So I think those two forces are going to push companies to present this solution as something that's a must in the future. I get that. I have, I have one last question for you guys. And I guess, um, obviously, for the people that are familiar with ESG, um, you know, this, this comes as, you know, it's, it's probably very intuitive. What about the people who aren't and their IB clients, like what kind of education or content do you have surrounding the product to help people sort of learn to em embrace this type of tool? Yeah, that's something that we're, you know, we're actively working on. Um, one of the things that I really want to create um, is really small educational videos. So really quick little 30 seconds, a minute long educational videos on not only ESG, but also just just traditional um, finance knowledge, because I do see a barrier uh, between people and like between them and becoming empowered with their finances. Um, you know, it's, it's this thing where, you know, people are, they're scared of it. They think, oh, that's so confusing. I'm never going to be able to do it. Uh, I don't know these words. So I'll just, you know, hand that to a third party to handle. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's an issue. We, we do vote with our dollars in this day and age. Um, and so bringing educational pieces uh, to empower those to, to take the reins in their financial reality um, and also to, yes, on the ESG side as well, um, you know, we're developing currently a landing page for all of our ESG um, offerings and what we've been doing in the space. Um, and so as that continues to develop, we also want to add, add news, um, you know, I can't speak too much for what's happening in the future, but, um, you know, we want to be able to have news feeds for people specifically um, in this ESG area. Um, yeah, so we're, we're looking at that. Eddie, do you have to, anything to add to that? Uh, actually, we'll cover it all. I've left speechless. So, yes. <laughs> Great teamwork, guys. I wanted to thank you both, Will and Eddie, both for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thanks thank so you, much Zach, for having us. us.